Hi, this is Bob from Bob's Short Story Hour, a podcast that features an eclectic array of short story recitations from both classic and contemporary authors, as well as occasional interviews and discussions about both. You're listening to Jollyville Radio, right here on KJVR. Hello, this is Michael Crosa, director of Jollyville Radio. We're taking a break from our normal episodes during the month of December and instead bringing you some behind-the-scenes content. If this is your first time listening to Jollyville Radio, you're absolutely welcome to stick around. Just know that we normally have a lot of jokes, stories, different voices and characters, and I hope that you'll take the time to listen to some of those as well. Today, we're bringing you the full and unedited Community Beat interview with Dr. Mark Katz, a shorter version of which appeared on Season 1, Episode 11, titled Meow. Dr. Katz is a professor at the University of North Carolina and was one of my favorite professors in undergrad. It's probably worth mentioning that during this interview, we discuss some topics that some folks might want to know about ahead of time. We talk about somebody who's on death row, and we talk a little bit about some of my own mental health in college. A huge thanks to Dr. Katz for sharing time with us, and I hope that you'll enjoy listening. Michael, how are my levels? <laughs> levels are good. Level check. Level <laughs> Testing one, two, three. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar, turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. I'm rapping today with Dr. Mark Katz, founder, founding director at Next Level, a University of North Carolina Chapel Hill-based organization using hip-hop music, dance, and art to foster cross-cultural creative exchange in diverse communities. Dr. Mark Katz, welcome to Community B. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be in Jollyville. Excellent. Now, Next Level is a U.S. State Department initiative hearkening the jazz ambassadors from the 1950s. Tell us more about that. Uh, yeah, so Next Level is the name of, of the program that uh, I was uh, the founding director of. It's, uh, it's in the lineage of the Jazz Ambassadors program that um, some people may know about, which is when the State Department sent famous American jazz artists around the world to, um, to promote, really to promote a better image of the U.S. and to uh, to kind of one up the Soviet Union during the Cold War. So this was a, a Cold War phenomenon and next level is kind of the hip hop post 9-11 version of the jazz ambassadors. Let's reverse for a second, Dr. Mark. For the non-initiate, what is hip hop or hip hop culture? Well, that's, uh, that's not something I could say in, you know, 30 seconds, but very briefly, it's a, it's a, it's a culture, just as you say. Um, typically, people think of it or speak of it in terms of different elements of hip-hop. So within hip-hop culture, talk about uh, the art of the MC or rapping, DJ or disc jockey. Uh, you have um, graffiti art, also known as writing. Um, uh, there are a number of other elements. Sometimes people bring in like knowledge and fashion, but it's a, it's an art and culture that has its roots in African-American and African diasporic practices, uh, though it is now, um, multiracial and global. Now your literature speaks of something called promoting conflict transformation. That sounds powerful. Break that, break that down for us, and how does hip-hop play a role in that? 
So one of the things that we try to do is promote what we call conflict transformation, which is different from conflict resolution, which is a more specific uh, type of action where you're trying to get in the middle of, of some beef or conflict and, and resolve that particular one. Conflict transformation is a broader idea where it's about transforming the conflict that could be within yourself, within your community, between you and another individual and so on, um, through art and through positive self-expression. So it's, uh, it's a very broad tool that we could all use. It's not just about going in somewhere and trying to break up a fight. It's about um, using art as a way to just to make the world a more peaceful, um, cooperative place. And the reason why hip-hop fits into this is that hip-hop basically is a manifestation of transformed conflict. Um, in terms of its history. Its history is, is, uh, arose around young people in uh, underserved, oppressed communities who were trying to make a better life, uh, better lives for themselves. And they did that through art, through rapping, through dancing, through painting, through poetry, through fashion. And so hip-hop is actually a perfect way of of achieving conflict transformation. Dr. Mark, how does an artist become a part of Next Level? Are they recruited? Is there an interview process? And could you tell us some of the places you visited uh, with Next Level? So we have an open call for applications. And actually, we are um, going to put out a call in uh, sometime in September so um, if people are interested, they could go to the Next Level website, which is uh, nextlevel-usa.org, um, where you could just Google Next Level um, State Department um, or Next Level um, Hip Hop. And there's an application process, which is um, it's written, um, but you're also supposed to submit um, links uh, to your works, whether that's, you know, songs or dance routines or visual art. And um, we've been to more than 30 countries since 2014, been to six continents. Um, you know, most recently we were in Bolivia and that unfortunately got uh, cut in half because of uh, the pandemic. But um, coming up in this next cycle, we're supposed to go to Nepal, um, to Haiti, to Ukraine and several other countries. Could you repeat that uh, web information for us again? Let me try that again, Michael. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Dr. Cass, could you give us that contact information again, that website? Sure, it's next level, so just N-E-X-T-L-E-V-E-L dash USA dot org, O-R-G. Dr. Mark Katz, it's been real having you with us today, and we wish you the best of the best, man. Well, it was great talking to you, and good luck with all your work. This has been Community. <laughs> this has been Jollyville Community V with Uncle Lassar, and dig this. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. That was great. All Except right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty painless um you had mentioned wanted to talk about the uh the death row inmate well, well, i mean um i'm happy to that's just very different from he's not in you know unfortunately he can't be in next level because he's in prison but 
Um, no, I don't. I don't know that we have to mention him, but I just to let you know, I've been I've been working to help him get his music out. It's it's. Let me, let me um, give him an intro. You want to talk about it? Um, I mean, might as well say something then. If you, if it's not quite the same as um, as you know, next level, but it's you know, it's something I think about in terms of trying to do good in the world, but. Um, but yeah, and I'll mention I'll mention his SoundCloud page because um, uh, he writes. You know, he has songs that like one is called um, "White Cop," another is called "Cuff America" K C U F, um, and um, yeah, so they're pretty hard hitting um, songs about injustice. So happy to mention it, and you could decide whether to use it or not. Mm -hmm. Dr. Katz, uh, next level is is involved with a very special population. Can you talk about that? Well, um, I thought I'd also mention uh, an artist that I'm working with. His name is Aleem Braxton, also known as Rome Alone. And uh, he's, uh, he's currently imprisoned in death row in North Carolina. And he um, has written some amazing uh, songs. Uh, he's an MC who talks about the injustices in the prison system, about um, anti-black racism in the U.S. about uh, police violence, and um, I would just would love to get the word out about him. Um, you could get his songs at SoundCloud.com/RomeAlone. And let me spell that. It's R R O M E A L O N E. So two R's, Rome Alone, and um, listen to his music. It's powerful. Michael? Cool. You familiar with um, uh, Abdul Jamal? Abu Jamal? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. So it's kind of sort of like that because he does radio, but you're doing music. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. It's a fascinating story because yeah. he has no equipment. He can only, he just has to get on the prison phone and kind of, you know, crouch mm -hmm. in the and rap. Someone mm -hmm. on the other side records, and I've uh, my part of this is I connected him with the producer to make beats for him, and I'm mm -hmm. now um, running his Facebook page and helping promote his work. So, um, yeah, I mean it's uh, you know the the stories he tells are pretty incredible. He's um, we uh, we write old fashioned the old fashioned style because he's uh, he's been in prison for 27 years and has never used a computer in his life. You know, never held a cell phone. It's Kind of amazing to uh, get his perspective because he's kind of been almost like in a time warp because you know he went in in 1990 and then you think of all the things that happened in terms of technology that he you know he's never um, encountered so anyway really I mean he's in he's in prison for a reason but he spent the last you know quarter century kind of becoming a better person and uh, I mean, he'll never get out, but if he, if he, I would, I would be absolutely confident that he would be a, like a better citizen than a lot of people I know, you know, if he got out. So the, so the, the name I was thinking of was Mumia Abu-Jamal, but of course you're yeah. familiar with him. Um, yeah, that's right. so, yeah, yeah, who, right. yeah, an activist, uh, yeah, who, right. How does uh, this brother's work stand up to like the current rap? Because he's he would see, if he went in, you know, incarcerated in 1990, 
that's like on the cusp of old school rap kind of sort of. Yeah, that's it. No, you're you're absolutely right. He, um, uh, I mean, the thing is, he he listens to the radio, so he's you know he he's been able to hear you know what's been going on. Though he was complaining about Megan The Stallion the other day. Um, I mean, not about her personally, just like, I just don't know if I like that music. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he has a little bit of a Tupac, um, vibe, um, but with, uh, his music is a little, has gotten a little bit of a, an update because the producer adds like trap beats and, you know, so, um, it's kind of a mix of things, but, um, you know, let me just put it in the, um, in the chat, uh, just so you can, you can check it out. I mean, one of the big challenges, and you know, um, you'll appreciate this. Someone who does sound is how in the world do you get? I mean, the sound, you know, is he can't even use a mic. It's just um, over it's the just phone, crappy prison phone. Um, and um, so the challenge of producing is to try to create um, create instrumentals around it that don't um, kind of swallow it up, or you know, and how to boost his his vocals. I mean, you can, t I mean, it, but part of it's the authenticity. It sounds like he's rapping over a phone. Yeah. And he yeah. is. Do you have any plans to uh, feature any, to work with any more incarcerated artists? Um, well, I mean, it started with him. He actually reached out to me because he had heard something about the work I was doing and wanted to know if I could connect him with people. So I think through him, I will, because I'm actually, um, you know, I'm hiring one of his friends who's also on death row to do artwork for his albums. He, there's a guy uh, who does a lot of work, um, you know, who's a great artist, but really the, the, the thing that he wants me to help with is get the word out about two of his friends who are on death row, who he is convinced uh, were um, wrongly imprisoned. And so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm open to working with other people. I mean, it's really opened my eyes to like, just how, I mean, I already knew it, but when once you meet someone and you know learn about them, you realize like these are actual human beings, and they're just being thrown away and being abused and tor I mean, literally tortured. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's hard it's hard to hear, but it's important. One last question: um, Are they do they get any monetary reward, or do they just want to do it just to get their to have their voices heard? Well, I mean, it, I mean, for him, for Aline, it's, uh, he can't make money off this. I mean, there are laws against that, and I understand that. Um, so it's, it's really about his friends. I mean, you know, he has an ego, too, and, you know, he's an MC, so he wants people to, you know, he has dreams of, of you know, making it big in the sense of having lots of people listen to him. But, um, you know, uh, you know he's not, he's not going to make any money if, if, money comes in, you know, could sort of go and, you know, pay for his phone or, you know, canteen privileges, but, or maybe go to his mom or something, but he can't directly make money. Michael? Cool. Well, the only profound thing I have to say is that I bought hip hop stamps the other day. Uh, <laughs> the, the post office. Yeah, no, I mean, I all the letters I send to him use those stamps. So, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, I saw those uh, recently and I was like, oh, I, I'm about to do the hip hop thing. I got to get the. Yeah, as, as you should. I mean, the great thing is that I don't know if it's a direct reference, but, you know, in Fight the Power, Chuck D says, you know, 
none of my heroes are on, you know, stamps. And uh, <laughs> right. like, okay, you know, now, you know, you, except you, you the really right. <laughs> deep stamp. But I don't think, I think you have to be dead to be on a stamp. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, they are so, just generic, like, outlines. Yeah, they're not, you know, I would rather see actual artists on, on the stamps, but, you know. I'll, or graffiti. I'll, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that would be right. That would, that would be good too. But yeah, they're kind of generic um, kind of silhouettes. Um, I mean, they look cool. But yeah, let me ask you something. Have you have you seen the movie uh, from '84, Beach Street? Yeah, yeah, but like a long time ago. Everybody was into breaking. I didn't like breaking. It was too studio for me. Beach Street for me, you know, as a native Texan at the time, I was in high school, my senior year. Beach Street was like that was just so fascinating to me, man. It, you you know that Radon Chong. And I think the guy's name was Guy Davis and introduced another guy. And then the mother was uh, uh, a black actress from way back in the day. And she was even on Sanford and Son before, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, those are authentic people from uh, the Bronx or whatever. And it was crazy, man. But everybody liked the break. I didn't like breaking. No, I remember, you know, uh, I'm of that age when, um, you know, I was in high school when some of those movies came out, and um, I don't know if you remember Flashdance. There was that little. Oh scene. hell yeah, Jennifer Bills. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Of course. Uh, yeah, that, that was amazing. Like that just blew my mind. When I saw that. <laughs> it's like what, that? You know? what about uh? Do you remember Crush Groove with Sheila E? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. Eighties man. I know. I know. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun to go back and watch. I mean, they're really. The movies aren't that great, but they're like the, you know, in terms of like, you know, dialogue or, you know, plot. But, um, but <laughs> what about this? Jump off, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so again, one final question. What, what type of student was Michael? Uh, <laughs> he was a good student. Um, he was very, what I liked about him was, uh, was the initiative that he took. And he's like, I'm gonna do this. You know, I'm gonna do that. And um, and also that he's just bold. You know, he's just like, you did some crazy stuff. Um, what he I has us both here in Jollyville. That's that's very bold. <laughs> but didn't he dress up as some, I'm trying to remember when we- you, I did a video, here's the thing. Here's the that, thing. Okay, that's I, what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell this, and I recognize that we're holding you a little bit later than I, than I said it. I would, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. But, uh, I, it was in the intro to rock course and one of the final like assignments or final extra credit bonus points, whatever was like, you could either like come perform or like we do like a class concert and they, you know, like you could either sign up to do it like solo, whatever you could sign up to be part of the like class band, just like a pickup band or whatever. And I, uh, that semester I was, I was actually kind of going through a lot of like just my own like depression, mental health stuff, but I had like just discovered how I could like basically do looping, but record myself playing different instruments and right. do whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so I came up with just this like insane, crazy uh, storyline and I came up with three songs and it was like video. And yeah, I had this character I dressed up. There was like a, this big uh, fluffy overcoat that I found in the trash. Uh, <laughs> That's the theme with you, man. <laughs> yeah, finds up in the trash. I think I even brought fuzzy handcuffs in. I think that was involved. There was like a whole storyline. Yeah, it was. It was like 
I remember, I remember being up there at one point because all right, this is supposed to be a ba- like a music performance, and I'm showing a video. And um, yeah, I remember at one point looking out at the audience and just seeing some guy like in his hand, like, "Oh God, what is this?" And I remember sitting there with the fuzzy handcuffs, like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> like, well, I remember thinking, you know what? I, he gets points for you know for initiative. Um, I think that's great. It's weird. You know what? I'm going to let him run with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, weird. Greatly appreciated. My pleasure. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Well, and and the reason I brought up that that I was just going through a lot at the time is that that specific specific project, as weird as it was, was like kind of what gave me like the the stuff to like make it through all that stuff. So that was next level way back then. It was. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going through my. wonder if I have uh, like something from you in my, because I don't throw anything away. Like, I think I have notes on a paper you wrote or something. I could tell you what grade you got. (laughs) (laughs) One second, one second. That's funny, way back in the day. I do remember that I ended up going to a, um, uh, I read the summer reading book when I was a senior for like the incoming freshman. And I think I just like, I ran into you on campus and you were like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I want to come to your discussion group. (laughs) Um, oh, I found your, yeah, I gave you an A minus on something. Um, yeah. Emphasis oh. on the minus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, interesting. Um, anyway, I'm just looking at the at the, uh, the notes, but yeah, you did a good job. Let me ask you something else, Doc. Uh, Howard University, Hip Hop Conference Summit or whatever every year. You participate in that? No, I've never been. Is it, uh, it's, it happens every year? I think it's every year. I'm not sure, but it's there. It's a thing at Howard University in DC, Hip Hop Hip Hop Summit. Yeah. Yeah, I've not had the pleasure. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that yeah. Out. Okay. Yeah. Now I was around when the, when uh, Rapper's, Rapper's Delight came out, and I thought that was the most fascinating thing because I was already into like lyrics and poetry and that kind of thing. So when they came out with this rap that I could relate to, oh, that just blew my mind, man. So I was. I was learning every rap that came out in 70, between 79 and like 82. I knew every rap and I started writing raps and, and you know, it, it influenced my poetry and all that kind of thing. So yeah, man, but I'm, I don't, I'm not into hip hop right now. Oh yeah. Well, I can understand. I mean, I was, uh, I remember Rapper's Delight. I didn't start writing. I never <laughs> wrote a rap, but um, I do, I think I still have a uh, cassette tape for um, George Clinton's <laughs> Atomic Dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, George Clinton. Yeah. I mean, not not hip hop, really, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Still, you know, yeah, I like 1982 or something. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't claim to have ever been a hip hop head, in the, you know, back in the day. But you know, even you know, a white kid who played violin in the suburbs couldn't, you know, couldn't miss. Oh, you know, they have those. Those two brothers, young brothers that do violin, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. What are they called? What is the name? Black violin or something. I something, guess. something. Yeah, my one of my mentors from DC. She's an older lady. She took her grandsons to to see them or whatever, and I was like, and so so she sent me a link, and I was like, oh okay. All yeah, right. yeah. Okay, okay. Hey man, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Even off the yeah, record. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah, I could keep talking. I mean, but uh, maybe another time. But when um, when do you think this will come out? 
Yeah, probably uh, about a month to two months, somewhere in that range. Okay. So yeah, we got a backlog of interviews. Well, good. Yeah, that's good, right? But, but yours right, is, yeah. is uh, right at the top, though, of the best. I'm trying to make it easy on you. Like, okay, don't say anything that needs editing. But I mean, I probably need. There's probably some that because something's coming out in September and it may be October. So uh, you know when it comes out. But anyway, either way. Hey, it was great. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, very much appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it, and um, you know, just keep in touch. Sounds good. You too. Okay. Well, have a good night. Take care. All righty. You too. Night. <laughs> Bye. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.